This is the Come Up Shout out, you feel me? That nice day by Hot Serve. Sheesh. That drum was hard. My son Hasi, man. He be putting in work. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, really do. Y'all probably heard his music last season. I think we played two of them. Smooth, smooth Operator. operator. Mm-hmm. Smooth Operator, yeah. Smooth yeah. Operator. Yeah. Still, smooth Operator, operator yeah. <laughs> that joint go hard. That was fire. Yeah, truly. He had a big weekend. He did. He definitely did. My son was... My son's in Times Square with it. Had his billboard up in Times Square. So That's fire. Big yeah. shout out to Haas. Let me drop the... You feel me? The applause. I think this is the applause. I saw the applause. <laughs> oh, man. That's tough. Uh, which one's the applause? You see, this is why you keep lists, kids. You feel me? This is the applause. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? They got to be pretty keep cool to see great. yourself up there. Yeah. Big shout out to that, man. You feel me? For... for that tremendous weekend. Sorry I couldn't make it out. You feel me? Um, <laughs> had to do homework. Not the public apology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Homework. Nah, Sunday, y'all were a little lit. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunday, we was. Now, how was that? What y'all, what y'all get up to? How y'all, been? how y'all feeling? Sunday was how a was good it? time, Sunday bro. was solid, man. One of our friends, uh, good old friend of ours. I feel like we all met him at different times in our life. We had a little darty. And it's because uh, my friends are rich now. Darty Niggas Day Party. Wall Street. Um, had this Wall Street roof. Fight eye, if you will. Yes. You know, the, <laughs> you know the, the views too, where you can see every side. Mm-hmm. Not even like it's like a roof where you get to see one side of the view. You could walk around it and see. There was like white people tanning. Like, <laughs> it was rich up there. Facts. It was nice. It was fire. It was wild standing next to Shaq. Shaq being like, wow. For real. Living in the city my whole life. Facts. And you never Ooh. seen anything like the this view before. from this point. Big facts. That's wild. Yeah. Nah, it was a fire up there, man. Darty, a bunch of friends. I think we're just trying to start our summer litness up. That's I think that's what it is. Wait, Shaq, where exactly are we during the summer? Oh, you know where we at. Hello? Where we at? Oh, yeah. you want to know where I'm at? We, we outside! outside. 
y'all. You know where we at with it. Like, you feel me? We outside with it, man. Yeah, it's valid. Facts. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting to get back to, like, normal social life mm-hmm. and, like, realizing, like, how much effort it is to, to be mm-hmm. social. Yeah. Like, in, especially in groups. Big facts. Yeah. I'm waiting to see the miscommunications, too. Like, people, mm-hmm. I, I know folks just forgot how to meet new people, <laughs> how to have conversation. I'm excited to see how that uh mm-hmm. that shakes out, for sure. Yeah, nah, nah, you uh, probably felt it. Have you felt it yet? No, I definitely like have. Felt it, it for myself. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, doing you. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, how you doing? My oh. name's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. They hit you with the. They hit you with the. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what is this guy talking about? Like, I'm oh, crying, man. son. But like, feel me? Oh, I forgot to even do the little intro joint. Welcome back oh, to the yeah. CCC. Oh, wow. What's good, y'all? Welcome back, welcome back. Y'all. Nah, hit that shit. You feel me? Welcome back to the Couple Collective Podcast. Uh-huh. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Episode this, three. Yes, sir. Trois. Tres. Tres. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a little mixed But you know, the CCP mm. is a platform for POCs truly, to truly. express themselves as they chase that BAG. Mm. All in the pursuit of happiness, health, and, and of course, wealth. Man, y'all Come know on. we about. We need a money side. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We need one. Yeah. I'm going to get that sound effect next time. It'll for be real. in the post. It'll, it'll come in in post. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we could. But Facts. No, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you all for all the support for the first two yeah, two episodes. Been, I, the messages make you feel so good, don't so they? Warm. They do. Really do. Oh, man. Remind you that you're talking about something real. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not just talking to a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like we just talking. We just kicking it. We are, too. That's mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. I feel like that is the vibe, also. Yeah. yeah. yeah at least this is good therapy right here. For real. Yeah. Speaking of therapy. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for it. I was like, he's not going to do it. That is so funny. That is so funny. Well, this is our last episode before the end of Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Which what is an May. important month. May. So it, it is a well-timed conversation. Oh, well-timed. But before we get there, I mean, the the really good thing that me and Gary got to do over the weekend that like felt really good uh-huh. like put me in high spirits like I'm feeling my auras nice like mm-hmm. I'm so chakras 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 you see me in the, in the Birkenstock yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. lift, with the lift socks it up, bro. Yeah. lift it come on you know I'm feeling good uh-huh. but no we was coming off that retail therapy actually this is the whole new outfit wow quality drip I didn't even notice that the the Apple Watch band matches the oh, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, matches the skin. Yeah. <laughs> he getting too much money. Too much no. money, son. Nah, I gotta Chill. drop the Funk Flex bomb. Too much money. Cause, cause I don't shop often, so I always like run out of like when, especially when seasons change. Like I had to buy stuff for winter, mm. and then when now winter's over, summer's coming up. I'm like, dang man, it's getting hot. It's getting too hot for what I got. So uh, I was waiting for such a long time, and I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to go shopping. So we finally went out. Dropped a bag. Mm. Not gonna hold you. We went to Kith first. <laughs> Kith can kith my ass. <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. Nah. That was ridiculous. What was bad Most about affordable the affordable thing in there was a cereal. Yeah, <laughs> the cereal and the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I know which cafe I went to. <laughs> I think it was like it looked like a Dominican cafe. They had a little window on the outside. You yeah. could walk by, pick up. Be my little baby. Which one you want? Frosted, cornflakes, cornflakes. 
those crunch? <laughs> Damn, yo. Hey, good job, dude. I mean, we walked out of there with something. I had the bag. Yeah, we got. Oh, we got the shoes. Socks. No. Hilarious. Forty pair. Forty pair. Whoa. <laughs> forty dollar pair. Oh, I thought you got a forty ball. Nah, we actually got shoes. Oh yeah, didn't get the yeah, socks. Yeah. My fault. I nah, was that like, was damn, bro, you better wear those socks every day. Forty dollars. No, no. Yeah, I was selling Macaulay. Like, I was. I thought it was so wild because, like, I feel like in the past, like, was you know, gone in the way of me buying new clothes. Obviously, like money and just resources in general. Like this time, it was just time. Mm. Like, we were talking mm. about going to Uniqlo again, t-shirts for weeks, like <laughs> shoes months, mm-hmm. like. Man. So we finally got out there. Felt good. I was in good spirits after. Mm-hmm. Walking around with a bag. No buyer's remorse either, bro. I was like, Ooh. these are all quality purchases. Uh-huh. Must look like the Soho sweeties with y'all <laughs> Zara bags. Put it over the shoulder. Oh, what's up there? London okay? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, I just got put on to, to quality, though. So that makes me so good to hear. Mm-hmm. I just got put on to quality. This I just started buying shirts that cost fifteen dollars, and they have one color, one colored shirts that cost fifteen dollars. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, but they last forever. So mm. they do last forever. Unique low, hit us up. We wearing your shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, Actually, are, even I sponsor people, right? bro. Yeah. Sponsor post mm-hmm. on Instagram. It's whatever. I got mm-hmm. you. It's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you need. But no, that felt good, especially in a context of like. You know, what do you do to feel good throughout your day or feel mm-hmm. good throughout your week? You know, having something to kind of lift your spirits and all. Because in this conversation, when we, as we're talking about like mental health and all, like there's so many different aspects of taking care of yourself, take care of your days and like making sure you could kind of handle yourself. And that's what I think this conversation would be really nice today to talk about, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, we have conversations offline all the time about, you know, how you survive down there. Because it's such a big, big aspect of it. So I, I guess kind of to kick this off, like, why should somebody be aware of mental health? It's mm, real. Like, are you guys aware? <laughs> 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 and then with it, like, is, is there a first time where you realize like, oh, dang, like, yes, I haven't heard about this a lot in the past, but I think this is something that should be top of mind more often for myself, mm. especially and more people. I think. When you become aware of mental health, you start understanding how people are actually doing. Or you understand when you're not really doing well. Like, I think there, there are things I've realized that you just gloss over in your life or, like, states that people are in that you just never understand until you understand mental health. Like, when you, when you just randomly talk to somebody, the old me, high school, you met me, I talked to some random adult, and they were like, man... I haven't really felt like getting out of bed. I haven't really felt like getting out of going to work. And I'm like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I wonder like, why. You just get up. Yeah, just get up. Make mm-hmm. breakfast. Like, I don't know. Like, do something. And then, but then you, if you listen to that and you're like, so what did you do? You were just literally in bed. You couldn't get out of bed. You were like this for like weeks, months on end. Dang, like, you just assume like, you probably try and blame them. But then once you start learning about mental health, you start learning that things are just out of their control sometimes. Mm-hmm. Things are out of mm-hmm. people's control. So you understand people and then you think about times where you felt that way. And then you realize that like, dang, like that wasn't a normal emotion. Like it wasn't just, I was in my bag. It was like, ugh, like nah, I was, I was a little depressed. Mm-hmm. I was a little depressed. Mm-hmm. And putting a word to it. Yeah. 
and and to take that a step further, one thing I realized was like not everything is like event driven. Like usually I understand like oh you're mad because mm-hmm. something happened to mm-hmm. you, or you're like you're tired because you yeah. spent all day Cause doing effect, something. Yeah. But like with mental health, it's a it's more like over a longer period of time where like these feelings or, or stuff goes on for so long that it starts weighing on you. Like it's not too far from physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to take care of you. Yep. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you're exercising. Yeah, else, you know. Also, if you if you keep playing on a sprained ankle, like it's not gonna heal. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not exactly. similar. And being more aware of it. So going back, like, do you guys? Because I know the biggest thing about bringing awareness to it is like being able to talk about it, like your experiences with it, and like you know, beating the stigma. Basically, comes up with you know having heard about somebody else having done it. So have you guys like personally? taking either formal or kind of informal aspects of like taking care of your mental health or addressing it in an active way? Mm, I think before I jump to that answer, I, I want to backtrack a little bit with your first question of like, um, how did you even become aware of it? I think in the immigrant household, like that wasn't a thing. Like you feel me? Parents was not. If there was somebody who like, say was on like, 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 yeah, they, they had, like, mental health issues. Yeah, they couldn't get out of bed. They couldn't do anything. Like, African households just, like, they just lazy. Or, beat like, you out of bed. Or you out of church. Like, un- <laughs> unmotivated. They got demons. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. somebody in their life is, like, giving some spiritual attacks to them. That's the type of vibe it really was. It was not really, like, a, hey, th- there's more to this and that, like, this person can get help for these things. It was like, nah, they crazy. They going through this stuff. That's really it. And, like, I think that that very much affected me and the type of mindset I had regarding mental health for a long time. It just was non-existent. Mm. Like, and y'all heard me talk about this throughout college. Like, you just got to keep yourself busy and just plow through all your issues. Um, for example, the one example I can think of in my high school, there was a shorty who would, like, every time it came around for presentations to give, like, a group project or something like that, she'd get to the front of the class, she'd start saying the project, and then she like, yo, I can't do this, my anxiety's acting up. The whole class were like, what? Like, we like youngest from Harlem. Like, what are you talking about? Can you present? Like, she, like, she even study. Like, what is she doing? She's capping right now. She did not study. She's baiting OD. Like, that's what we would say. But like, going to college and seeing like real folks like have panic attacks while giving presentations and stuff just because they're not used to public speaking. That was what like really made it real to me to see like mental health was a real thing. You feel me? Um, And it was a bit tough to continue like validating it um, just because my background was telling me like it happened yeah. this is nothing real like this ain't serious but then I'm like nah you seen the toll this is taking on this person you haven't you and this person in the same class you have not seen them for four weeks mm-hmm. like <laughs> they cannot get out of bed type vibe like you yeah. feel me um, so I guess that's where I started on the mental health journey I said it really came to me in college and it was tough because of my background like you know growing up as an immigrant I think to to that point too, because it, it definitely came in college for me too. I think one of the things that we talk a lot about in this class that me and mom do talk about all the time is like this whole notion of like hierarchy of needs, right? Like uh. before Stanford, I was like, I'm trying to make this bread. I'm trying to make it to college. So that is like, I was like, you feeling, you feeling bad. You feel like you don't feel like going to school. It's like, nah, there's no option. Like you're trying to get somewhere. Like when you get to Stanford or like a school or to a stable part in life where Food, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Lodging, taken care of. Ooh. Fun, realistically, taken care of. Like, all of these different items that, you know what I'm saying, like, like make you go on. 
Like they're taking care of all you have to do is to sit with your thoughts. Yo. And yeah, that is the real. most that 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 destroyed me. And I'll be very real Yo. with you. Cause you like that's and then that's man, I am stumbling on my you words. You are preaching too though. That's I'm why. stumbling on my yeah, words. Why. I'm stumbling words on my is words. Thick right now. But your words Whoa. are thick. No, that's good. I appreciate that. Thank you. But going back to it, right? Like, <laughs> yo, it's, nah, I gotta press it. Like, yo, I'm so. This man's insane. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. I, apparently, my words been doing squats. What? What up? In the like, gym. <laughs> yeah, you were stumbling. No, yeah, my bad. I was stumbling. You're right. Um, but yeah, just like once all of those, you know, those everyday needs, the needs that you need to literally keep le- living, are like not even a question. Like all you have to do is sit there and like be with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that definitely messed me up, especially when processing just like random, like random trauma. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I was just sitting down in class. Someone said some really like, like it wasn't even, it wasn't anything crazy, but just some like out of pocket shit. And I was just like, damn, that kind of reminds me of fourth grade when little Tommy had come up to me and asked me that question. Why did he do that? Oh wait, he thought I was dumb. Why did he think I was dumb? <laughs> Is this why I'm always trying to be smart in the room? <laughs> Is this why I feel the need to like speak with like these super eloquent words? Damn, like what the? Damn. No, literally, no, no, no. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Went through like a damn. It was just like random stuff like that. But that's why yeah. that's why I feel like the the mental health help comes in, right? Because mm. you there's there's two ways you could go. You could completely avoid it, or you could just go down the rabbit hole, and you can blow up these little instances and completely mess you up. And that's where like a mental health professional will come in and be like, reel that in, just be like, all right. I see where you're going. I see the type of energy you're trying to put into this, the type of work you're trying to do, the type of ground you're trying to make up. But this is not productive. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's where the, the external help. Because I feel like a lot of people, and this is like a very American thing, right? Like, self, self-medicating, self-treating. I got a headache. I'm going to take a Tylenol. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my ankle's messed up. You know what? Let me just throw a brace on. It's at CVS, like, $15. You know what I'm saying? And same thing with mental health. Until it all piles up and it just completely... Blows your life up completely. Oof. Yeah. A lot of people had to sit with their thoughts when, you know, shelter in place first started. Mm-hmm. I think that that was uh, where mental health started becoming more, would you guys agree? Like very more to the, Fox. the mainstream. Forf- yeah, social like media. Forefront, yeah. Forefront, yeah. yeah of what people are thinking of. Because they, again, had to sit with their thoughts. Yeah. And thoughts be racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I, in the sad reality, I remember freshman year, that was our running joke. Like in terms of like, we were like, yo, bro, don't be thinking. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. my friends. I was like, "Yo, bro, you start thinking, you start thinking too much." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, bro, don't do it. It's not a good idea. Like, it was, it was unfortunate, but I think somewhere we realized along, like within our jokes, we realized that like, like thinking was when when you start thinking, you start thinking about your past. Like, I think even the way we were talking, we'd be like, "Nah, bro, yeah, get on your money, like go do your work," or like mm-hmm. we're always mm-hmm. on something, we're always doing something next because we realized if we ever stopped to think or like we'd have, I'm we actively were like. Avoiding caps. I think a lot of people you would meet mm-hmm. would say they mm-hmm. were going to caps. So caps at Stanford is like basically the mental health uh, facility, center, mental health yeah. center. Yeah. And whenever you met someone that was going to caps, like honestly, my, what I told myself, I was like, "Yo, bro, I gotta avoid them. I don't know why they're going mm-hmm. to caps. They go unlock it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I don't know what what they've been thinking, but they're going to caps. So I think like, I know I'm gonna have to avoid avoid those people. But like, not, 
as I slowly learned more about it, and I was like, whoa, like people are going through it. People stop to think. People are processing. Uh, but sometimes also stopping to think sometimes don't work. You see people who crash, people who try mm-hmm. and like do work Monday through Friday, then turn up from Friday to Sunday night using like weed, alcohol, just turning up and being mm-hmm. lit. And eventually, mm-hmm. like you just one day it just all hits you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just sad to see see that happen to so yeah. many people. The take on so much like stimulus that you never mm-hmm. have to think, Ooh, yeah. you know, like classes, doing something, mm-hmm. partying, all of that. And it's, and it's crazy because really like when you're supposed to kind of just let your mind like sit, usually like it's towards the future. It's like planning, mm-hmm. you know, like even like the psychological or like the psychology thing is called like default mode network. Mm-hmm. But like it's just a part of your brain that just starts planning when no. you are do- sitting doing nothing. Like mm-hmm. the other day when I was sitting on your... On your porch, I'm sitting on Mamadou's Bro, porch the other day. Mamadou walk up, what the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> my phone's down, my AirPods down. I'm like, bro, I'm just, crossed. I'm sitting, man. <laughs> I'm being. Mm. <laughs> He's like, what mm. the hell? What you thinking about? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> and it's had all you, I fly with the stars in the sky. <laughs> I know I'm trying to survive. I'm <laughs> just mm, breathing. I'm like, yo. Yeah, man. I think, wow. I think it, it's as a result of me being more mindful. Like, I think I've been able to sit with my thoughts a lot easier. Mm. You know, and that could have been after some like mental health work. Like I actually even went to CAPS with therapy. Mm. I technically went to go get a dog. So I speak the truth. That may not make a lot of sense, but like I went to go get a mental health like pass permission so that I could get a dog, but Mm. ended up like really enjoying it. I'm like, wow, like to sit with a trained therapist and just talk about yourself. Like usually Mm. with conversations, you're like, you know, talking about myself and what about you? You know, oh, <laughs> you don't do that with a therapist. They're mm-hmm. like, bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, let's go a little bit deeper, a, 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 a level deeper with that. So I actually like really enjoyed it. But I think it, I realized like the there's a lot that you could do by yourself. Yeah, it's almost preventative. All that you know, meditation, mindfulness. Like maybe even prayer for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, that's I how a lot of the black community, like tradition has coped. With like mental health or like with turmoil in their life through prayer, because low key like coming to Stanford, like caps mental health no. therapist. In my mind, that was all white people stuff. If I'm being honest, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. messed up. But that was like the privilege of the rich and the white when their hierarchy of needs were already met, and all they had to do was just think, and they've been thinking oh. since middle school. parents got divorced. I'm like. Tough. My parents never even met. Honestly. Honestly. Like. You you start to understand it more for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it definitely had to grow on me that like, nah, this is just for everybody. Like, and you're supposed to take, like, you're supposed to use this resource, especially us, like, our demographic, black people from low-income backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We're literally the most underserved when it comes to this. And yet, you know, we have the biggest stigma against it. Like, nah, we we, we don't mm-hmm. want the we don't want what y'all selling. We good yeah. on this side. Like, we'll substitute it with prayer, or we'll substitute it yeah. with food, or we'll substitute it with alcohol abuse and you know, um, like like drug abuse, as you was mentioning. You feel me? We'll like fry our stimuli. Like, just nah, I gotta always keep busy. Gotta have a third, fourth, fifth job because I ain't mm-hmm. trying to go through the trauma mm-hmm. that I experienced when I was a young. You feel me? So. Yeah, and then that that's the worst thing too, because people will like conflate like good mental health with productivity. Facts. Because it's just like, oh man, like he's working, he's on his grind, mm-hmm. you know, he's yeah. posting, oh, he's going so out, true. all this good stuff. Little do you know, like my man is going home and not sleeping. Oof. Yeah. Literally just sitting there. Like, yeah. I think it's tough. 
that was one of my hardest points at Stanford, like one of my best friends uh, at the time, like literally doing that. I think I had a friend who just constantly, you see him working, working, working. It never hit me that I'm like, like some point you got to investigate people who are working. Someone's always seemed like they like on it, but then you're like, whoa, you never turn off. You go out with us, whatever. Uh, but then one day, I think your mental health collapses. That combined with your trauma, combined with the family stuff you're mm-hmm. dealing with back home. Uh, at least one of my friends just collapsed and basically like entered the state of, I would just say, like, psychosis, right? Like, just, and I remember seeing him, and I, that was, like, one of the first times I ever cried on campus. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's what, I think that's when it first hit me, that mental health was real. I was like, this could affect somebody who, like, I was chilling with one day and, like, making fun of mental health stuff with. Like, I was like, yeah, nah, these people going anybody. crazy, oh, what the hell? Like, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, it could happen to him. It could happen to me. Like, I mm-hmm. thought, I thought this stuff don't happen to us. Um, but that's when I started taking it seriously. That's when I was like, yeah, this is, this is real stuff. I also think it came like the that age where you're away from home for the first time. You're like 18 to 22. Yeah. You know, like that's a prime age where like a lot of it is fought. Like a lot of new stuff is falling on you and you have to handle a lot more. Like not only, I guess like, you know, if we were on scholarship and all and having been like a full-time Stanford student, all of the lodging and the food was always taken care of. Mm-hmm. But then you had like the living away from home for the first time that could have been no. new. Um, high classes, high rigor at the same time, trying to balance all of it and not really having the skills to have done that before. Like it's a whole lot of learning. So it could really push people to the brink. Yeah. And you've mm-hmm. seen it. So that's why you should be aware of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's a lot of different ways of seeing it. Like it's not always just like, oh, I can't get out of bed. But it could just be I don't know what are some room is messy. I'm yeah. not eating. Eat, not eating one was the biggest one. Biggest for me. one. Like wake up or like not even wake up. It's like sundown. It's like what did I eat today? I was like, man, mm. I I ain't eat. When was the last time I ate? Like that yeah. that is. That, I feel like that's like the biggest indicator for mm. me. Yeah, sleep. Sleep is a real one that people sleep on a lot. Like no pun intended, but for mm. real, like people <laughs> don't realize how important sleep is to their mental. Mm. Like. Oh, especially when they're in college, I'm supposed to having be having two hours of sleep in the week. Like that, that's yeah. cool. Like mm-hmm. going back to the productivity, that means I'm always working. You've been up for four hours, not really doing much. Yeah. Like you can be sleeping, you feel me? Realistically, mm-hmm. but like for sleep, a lot of people basically sleep on sleep. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think you brought up a really good point though, like the whole idea of like sitting idle and that not being like you know what I'm saying. I think you were you. What was the verbiage that you used earlier, Makai, about peace? Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, confusing peace for boredom. Mm. Ooh, that's a good throw. Yeah, cool. if you're not like stressed out, overworking, like you feeling bored, but really that's just peace. Mm-hmm. The lack yeah. of stress. Mm. But like history of trauma, you're like, bro, I never lived like this before. Yeah. You said do nothing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. Everything is going well. Yeah. And having been in like a, I don't know, I, I, I at least felt it at Stanford where I was having a lot of hard time with, mm-hmm. with, with classes and trying to balance side things where I was like always able to, again, give yourself so much stimulus that you barely have to think. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to, to get that way. But, yeah. you know, when you actually find a balance, being able to you know appreciate that mm-hmm. and not add so much mm-hmm. stuff that you're constantly like, Oh, I get really stressed out. And then you drop something and then mm-hmm. you find balance in it. Like- Think yeah. you found time for something like nah that time is for you. Yeah. you think mm-hmm. I think at Stanford is when I, I guess a piece of advice I would say is like always believe yourself though. If you feel like 
if you know you're in a funk, like believe that you're in a funk and like mm-hmm. start thinking about why you're in a funk or um, if you have the means to go to a therapist, whatever. Um, I remember I used to, I remember one piece of mental health that I definitely dealt with in college that I learned about was just anxiety. And that thing, to, it meant nothing to me. That just, the, like, I was like, anxiety, what, like, what even is that? Like, that, that word is abstract. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember at least at Stanford, that's when I, like, at least for me, it would, like, show up when I would go to exams. And I would literally have, take, go to exams, and i just start kind of shaking. I, I get up, I use the bathroom, I come back. I'm like, yeah, I'm tripping, yo. Just sit down, mom. Do your exam. Do your exam. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't know the answers or something. Maybe I'm just stalling. And I just slowly started realizing, I think it's talking to my friends that I realized, I was like, yo, that's, it was legit anxiety. And then talking to more people, I started realizing, like, I had legitimate reasons to have this anxiety. Like, I remember, I'd, for one, one anxi- anxious thought that I would always have was, so I had, like, this bike on campus that was, like, essentially for athletes. Like, mm-hmm. like mm. the bike is an electric Saunders. bike, the Saunders, mm. but a lot of athletes had this bike. So I remember I would bike to class with it, and I'm like, oh, damn, everybody think I'm an athlete. There ain't no shame in being an athlete. Being an athlete is dope, cool. Some of the athletes on campus are the smartest people on mm-hmm. campus. You ain't mm-hmm. had a footbag, though, so. But, yeah, I ain't had the backpack, but I had the little zoom zoom. But <laughs> I remember I literally get to class and I'm like, oh, everyone think I'm an athlete. Oh, everyone think I'm dumb. Oh, everyone think this. Everyone think this. And I just start, think, I start thinking about that for like 30 minutes. And I'm into my exam and I'm like thinking about my bike. I'm like, wow. bro, this is not normal. You should not mm-hmm. be thinking about your bike. You're in the middle of this class. And I just feel that's a combination of imposter syndrome, combination of stereotype threat um all that leads to anxiety and all that leads to like you realizing that and then talking about it till you realize uh you should do yeah you should heal it to do your homework or test or whatever it is now how'd you heal it how'd you kind of address that how have you maybe not over but i think it was a slow and steady i think one it was asking for help so i think i legit was like i have anxiety and then talk to therapists about it and they're like hey listen man if you're taking exams you could like Take it with less people. Because one thing that used to freak me out too is I used to think everyone would think that I was cheating. And I used mm-hmm. to literally be it and I'm like, oh, these mm-hmm. niggas think I'm cheating right now. Let me make it obvious I'm not cheating. Mm-hmm. I sit differently. I will write out. And I'm like, and I'm like, what's going through your head, mama? Dude, don't nobody care about you, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, they care about yeah. the test they, as much yo, as you do. They're feeding <laughs> over that test right now. And I'm like, all right, this is unhealthy. So I think, so I ask for help and I like, spoke about it and I told my story and I'm like I'm not used to like being in these kind of environments I'm not used to these people I'm not used to going to school with white people like that alone I'm still like everyone thinks I'm dumb um but they put me in a smaller room with less people that helped me a whole lot um comments of going to therapy and talking about it with my friends and putting a name to it and just being like like isn't like there's no shame about it so if you got no shame about it then like I think that slowly helped me chip away at the fact that like and also I I was I'm smart and I think being reaffirmed uh, after doing well in those separate rooms helped a lot. It seems like a little bit of acceptance of it. Well. I think like, that's the biggest one. It's, yeah. it's okay to happen and it happens to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the biggest piece of advice that uh, it's so small, but like it's so huge. Like I saw it on, um, shout out Miss Brock. I saw it on Miss Brock's story. It was like a therapist TikTok that was like, yo, nobody's thinking about you. Stop. Like mm-hmm. realistically, and like it sounds harsh and all that, but like for someone like me, I'm a huge overthinker. Enter a space, oh snap, like I'm the I'm the back, I'm the black guy, like you feel me? Like, oh snap, am I supposed to be here? Yeah. Do they think you feel me? Are they thinking it? Like, nah, they don't care. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> they here to get their food and dip too. Like, you feel me? And I think for overthinkers a lot, like to calm down with that, really for real. Like, breathe, relax, chill, you feel mm-hmm. me? Just focus on yourself. Those are some tips as well. Like, you feel yeah. me? Um, I, I I didn't realize I had tested anxiety as well. Um, until like way later on. 
And when I did find out, like, I didn't do nothing about it. So I think mm-hmm. Mamadou's a good example of how to act on that because it will definitely change your trajectory when it comes to, like, you know, education-wise. You start getting the help that you need, start asking for it, and getting in that process of, like, ain't nothing wrong with this. You feel me? Yeah. For me, I will do, like, simple stuff I saw online. Yo, I get nervous during tests. Okay, breathe on your thumb. Mm. Now, like, breathe uh-huh. on my thumb. Just mm. And then at first, I thought it was like, what the fuck? Is the th- oh, excuse my language. Is the thumb <laughs> connected to the heart? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why is this working? <laughs> why is this working? But it was just like, you breathe on your thumb slowly. You just slowing down your uh, heart rate. Like, you just calm it down. Like, you feel me? And that's really what was it. Uh, and also, you probably, like, breathe out cold air so that like, cold is calming you down. Different stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, all right, you feel me? But... It was like service level stuff and I was never going deeper and beyond. So I never really addressed the issue like of like, why is this all coming up? And I think yeah. hearing you say all of that, like the, like, that was, you feel me? Exactly what I was going through. Yeah. But I never had nobody to talk to it about. Yeah. You feel me? Um, or let me not say, I wasn't taking advantage of the resources available to me um, just because I wasn't used to it yet. You feel me? Like for me, I thought you could out be out productive whenever you were in a feel me mental health ditch like I just thought like God, damn, feel me real. like oh, I ain't feeling too well feeling a little weird let me go hoop yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go yeah. get these youngest sturdy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna make me feel better come out take uh, a shower you sit down in your room like damn I'm still not feeling well oh <laughs> uh, you feel me still feeling a little antsy oh let me go type out this work type out this essay um, essay's halfway done you're like damn I'm still not feeling well uh, like uh, let me go to the dining hall like it's just uh, like you trying to always keep active to do something and like I think that it hit close to home when it came to family. And I noticed all of my family was like that. Like, we were just all, I right, whenever you're feeling in a rut, be productive, be productive, do something. You feel me? And that's why you always getting good grades. He's like, nah, you just got to be productive. You feel me? Anything happen, be productive. And it, it sucked when it started happening. When family members started, like, that, that wasn't an option anymore. Like, productivity mm-hmm. was the opposite of what could help them. And then the whole family was just confused. Like, what do you mean? Like, you you don't want to be productive. Being productive doesn't help with this issue. How like and it really threw us off. But I think now after years of talking about it, like we're we're starting to get better as a family mm-hmm. unit. That like yo productivity not all the time is the best thing. Yes, you feel yeah. me? And I think G reminds me of this all the time. Not all the time if somebody comes to you with an issue, you got to talk their ear off and give advice. You can just sit back and listen. You feel yeah. me? Listen to what, let people vent, let people blow off steam. You feel me? Without giving one lick of advice. You feel me? And I think that became huge in our family. Yeah. I think well, the, I, the operative word, I think, so I've, I've had these conversations too with fam and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot about like that notion of productivity, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the one of like the first things that I had to do, um, like going to Stanford, and I'll be honest, do keep me honest too. Like high school Gary had a heart condition. High school Gary was not taking meds. High school Gary would hide his bag under a uh, pill bag under the bed, like yeah. it doesn't exist out of sight, out of mind. I'm Oof. a regular, regular person. And when I got to Stanford, like that was when like stuff started kind of like to pick up. And I had started to notice, like, okay, like this is I'm not like this is weird. Like I don't feel the same way, all this stuff. And it started, it started manifesting itself in a lot of these like really messed up like health, physical ways. And then what ended up helping me was reorienting and being like, it is productive for me to take my pills. Yeah, I'm not about to go do my, what's it called, my assignment right now, but it's, I, I, won't, I won't be able to do the assignment if I'm not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? And that Simon same- It won't matter. Huh? Won't it, won't, it won't even matter. And I feel like that, that's an element of it too, right? Like us having this conversation right now, I just told you I had a heart condition- 
obviously, nigga, like, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Obviously, <laughs> like, taking these medications are so important for your life. But that's the same thing. If you mm. don't take care of mental health, like, the same outcome could come about. Right. So it's like it, it's understanding that the same level of importance, whether or not, you know, it's you may not be bleeding. Right. But it's the same level of importance. I think orienting it towards that and then realizing that, mm. you know, taking those steps, taking more sleep, eating a meal, trying to look for your resources, all this other stuff that is productive because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't accomplish a task if you're not here. Like, that's the whole point. That's yeah. real. Yeah. I, think I heard in that class that's in like an invisible disability. That's something I would always thought mm. was corny. But then you start you meet people who have chronic depression. That is an invisible disability. Like, mm-hmm. that is keeping you disabled from doing things, like, a lot of your time. I don't know. Yeah. That's why. How I saw it was you have to, like, carving out time to recharge. Like, as, as per, like, in order to be productive, you have to be able to recharge throughout your day, week, whenever. Mm-hmm. And, like, finding time for that. And that could be, you know, sleeping or even playing ball. Like, if there is something that takes you out of, like, away from whatever you deem as productive for even a little bit, get your mind thinking some, somewhere else and like feed your soul, feed your spirit. You could no. then come back to it and be just as productive. So if there's days where like I feel in a rut, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go for a little walk, listen to you a podcast or just walk with my earphones out, get some sunlight in me, you know, walk, look at the flowers, stop and no. look at the flowers, you know? <laughs> like the, those are opportunities that I take to, to recharge because it was always this, like balance, because like some things you have to get done, mm-hmm. you know, as as much as like you feel bad about it or you're in a rut, you're just like, it could be the cause for your rut, you know, yeah. like, you know? Yep. like if there's a big deadline and you're avoiding it, procrastinating on it, like it's because there's like some emotion attached to it where you're scared to actually pick it up. So like addressing that by able recharging and eventually you're like okay i this is something important but now i feel a lot better you know because i got yeah. to see my friends i got to get a nice laugh let now let's get into it mm. yeah. and having that balance like putting opportunities to recharge throughout my days helps me you know just mm-hmm. consistently be more productive mm-hmm. it sounds like that consistency comes with like um like like routines creating good routines for yourself mm-hmm. you feel me i, I know you like you talk about like I know you have like morning routines and stuff that you always do and stuff like that. How does mm-hmm. those really impact your really nice? Like the morning is carved out for me. Like I've become a morning person. And by morning I mean like I'll wake up at 6 30, 6.45. Oh my gosh. Got alarms there. And my first like four hours is solely for myself. I'll mm-hmm. wake up, I'll read, I'll shower, I'll brush my teeth, work out, like cook myself breakfast, like not even be on my phone a lot. I used to have a hard problem with like being on Instagram mm-hmm. or like a, a bad relationship with Instagram. Like I'll wake over and I'll, I'll open it up like in the first hour. I'm all throughout the day. I'm going to be on Instagram. Ooh. Just like naturally. Just, no yeah. updates, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at stuff from last week, bro. Let it go. <laughs> you know? And then I run out of Instagram content, switch to Twitter. Yeah. Run out of oh. Twitter, switch to LinkedIn. Like, looking for dopamine. <laughs> right? So having my morning like carved out for me at least helps me, one, focus on recharging, such as like working out, reading a good book and all, eating, having healthy. And then when it's time for me to be productive, like when work starts, I start in the afternoon. Then I have a phenomenal day. Like today I was feeling great. Got back mm. in the gym, went for a walk. Wow. 
read a book. It was really nice. And then after work, I have a ritual of like getting out of the work zone so that like the like work life doesn't bleed into my chill night, mm-hmm. you know, turn off, shut down the laptop, mm-hmm. put on like a good playlist or something, mm-hmm. just vibe out. Wow. I love that, bro. I remember- yeah, power ritual is big. I realized this is, there's so many different ways of doing it. So many things sounded corny, like, oh, like, sit and ground yourself and let your roots, let the roots and within you connect to the ground. So much of it sounds corny, but if you try it sometimes, you just let us see how you how it make you feel. Sometimes it actually works. Like, there were a few things I always thought was cool. Like, going for a walk, I'm like, that's such a waste of time. I'm going to go for a walk. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> where, where am I going? Where am I going? Exactly. <laughs> I know where I live. There's nothing new to see. But then you start, like, I think the key is to find, is just to try different things. Like, until you find one that, like, actually, like, you just think about it. Like, do it, do it and just literally ask yourself, like, how do I feel? Like, do you feel calmer? Do you feel mm-hmm. better? Like, you kind or of- energized. Yeah. Yeah. A little less stressed. I think I found it in cooking. I like, like chopping vegetables is therapeutic. Like I can't, I don't think if I leave my house and go on a walk, I don't think I'll feel better. But if I like sit there, I cook, I chop some vegetables. I like see food steam or fry in a pan. I'm like, oh, that's just satisfying. Hey, ratatouille. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. take ratatouille. I, hmm? I was about to go on a complete tangent and say, <laughs> I always wanted to try ratatouille. I, I, I never had it though. I, I, I'm kind of curious <laughs> what it tastes like. You try just, it? Is it something? It's, it's it's the, Ratatouille's, Ratatouille's dish. the ultimate dish that was making in the movie. That little rock. I never no. watched the movie, so I don't oh, know. You haven't wow. seen Ratatouille? Nah, man. Is that a Disney movie? Yeah. yeah. How do you even know about the word? How did you just say Ratatouille? It's popular. popular. Oh, wow, that soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, wow. I never listened to it. <laughs> I'm you excited. Watch you watched the movie. I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I guess I never actively listened to it, but that's funny. My fault, G. You don't got to apologize to me, man. We love our tangents. Yeah, try something. Try something new. If it makes you feel better, stick with it, man. Even if it sounds corny, even if it sounds out of like your reach, just try it and see how you feel. Also, really do stick with it. Like, really, like, give it it a solid amount of try. It takes 30 days. Yeah, to build a habit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And track it. Mm Mm-hmm. Track your days. Give yourself like a check mark or mm-hmm. on a calendar or something every day you do it. Yeah. That makes it a visual thing. Like, wow, yeah. I don't want to break this streak. Yeah. I'll be, I be doing that all with IG and close friends. Just posting, oh, like, whenever yeah. I go to the gym and stuff, I'm gym? just like, you know what, day mm-hmm. X. You've been consistent, man. Yeah. Trying. Does the does the, the social like contract hold you to it as well? Because now, you know, if we don't see you post, we're like, oh, Gary, where yeah. I feel like there, I feel like there definitely is an element of that, but I feel like the biggest takeaway, like I said, like I, taking care of myself has become something productive. Mm-hmm. Like when I leave it, I feel this is rewarding. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm walking up. I'm like, wow, what an easy walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here I am walking up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I take the elevator. But still. Yeah, six, six floors is a lot to go up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Any other things, you guys? This is kind of all like kind of self care. How do you think it is? Add on. Me? My keep it a buck, I don't. If I'm being honest with you. That's something you want to get better at? Nah, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, it's just, it's tough for me to like find out ways how. Um, yeah, usually, like the only time I've ever seen a therapist in my life was like, um, under bad conditions and a friend of ours um, saying that helped me realize that like you're not supposed to see a therapist when you're going through stuff let me not say it like that because that's what most people do mm-hmm. but like when you're searching and shopping for a therapist it may not be best to do that while you're 
it's it's not like the opposite advice. You mm-hmm. feel me? But like, um, yeah, that that was just her advice to me, and I, I really agree with it. When you're shopping for a therapist and trying to find somebody you click with, when you're going through stuff, it makes it difficult to connect. I can see that. Um, so personally, for me, in my example, like I was about to get fired for my job on campus. Like you feel me? Like I was an RA, but I was pouring way too much into my students. Uh, if folks know me, they know I got like I got huge FOMO. Um, let me not even say that's what folks know about me, but I got huge FOMO. So that's why I always try to go above and beyond a lot of times. And I'm also, my sister was the one to first call it out. Um, I'm also a huge, big people pleaser. Like Anytime somebody needs something done, yo, what's up? Like, what's the word? I'm with it. You feel me? Like, I can't help you out in any way. So with me, especially as becoming an RA of the dorm that I love so much, that gave me such a great experience at Stanford, I was like, what I didn't get I'm gonna make sure these kids get you feel me, and That's like I'm gonna go above and beyond to make sure. Like 50, you feel me? So like immediately off rip, like making sure to drive kids to like SF. You feel me? Like they want to go concert, I got you. You feel me? Or we need this, we don't go off campus, I got you. Like and of course that wasn't to me. None of that stuff was negative, but it just was after a while. It was distracting me from doing my work, and it was like. It was very draining, and I just didn't want to see it like that. I was like, nah, I'm going to be up till 4 a.m. every night talking to these kids because that's how my freshman year was. Mm. You feel me? I'm going to make sure these kids feel me, get all the advice, get all the love they need. And I think that it was great, but after a while, once again, it was hard to balance. Um, and we already talked about balance. It's not just holding two things and, you know, juggling. Um, after a while, it was like, you're not jugg- you doing a bad job as a juggler. Everything falling <laughs> down right now. <laughs> you feel me? You got so circus. Exactly. My boss was like, yo, like, you need to see a therapist. You got to, like, as a requirement of a ways to start getting better. You feel me? Um, and I started seeing a therapist and it just didn't work. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I had like four meetings. I was even like, I'm going to go with the black woman because, you know, feel me, black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be dope for me. I got there. What's up? Hey, so what you going through? I don't know. <laughs> like, I just did not want to talk at all. Like, whenever something would get pressed, like an issue would get pressed, oh, go more deeper into that. Nah. And I'm so used to as exactly what Makai would do. So what about you? Like, you feel me? Like, <laughs> like, like this is not what this is about. I'm like, oh, I ain't got nothing else to share. Like, you feel me? You want some time back? Exactly. <laughs> like, so it became very difficult for me. And like, it, it became very counterproductive. So I think the fourth meeting, it was just like, yo, like, like, we can't continue with this if you're not going to open up. I was just like, all right. Like, did I do my time? That's how I saw this. Mm-hmm. I saw this time. Like, you know, a requirement, you feel mm-hmm. me? For like a, like, a, almost like a, a prison sentence, you feel me? You need this mm-hmm. to get like a good, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. be cured if you go to therapy yeah. six times. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I saw this. I'm like, all right, I did my time. I'm out here, you feel me? For me, more than anything, this is therapy. This mm-hmm. was what I really needed because we started around the same time. I was going through the same stuff uh-huh. and coming with the boys every day, chopping it up, you feel me? Like, that was something that made me relax, calm down. I like, I'm not spending this time doing an assignment, but you know what? This is productive, productive to me. I'm happy in this moment. You feel me? And fun to me. Like, you feel me? And I really appreciated this space more than any therapist or any like structure like that. But I do understand that a therapist is extremely important, but like, I don't know. It's just difficult. And I feel like there's just a a trope in general of like black men who struggle with sharing their emotions just because, you know, the way people were raised and stuff like that. And, I want to give a good-hearted effort to work towards it, but I also want to be realistic with myself. I don't want to be telling folks, oh, I'm going to start seeing a therapist when I know, nah. Like, you feel me? I respect that. I think 
Not all therapists are built the same, and also I don't think you should go to therapy until you're ready. Also, like there's a, there's a mm-hmm. there has to be a point of. I mean, it depends on what mental you think you're going through, but I would say for most things, like when you're ready, has to meet therapy. I remember also the first time I met a therapist, I I didn't like her. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't like her, and she was cool. She was this black lady, kind of could relate to me. Um, but she was too therapy therapist for me. Like she was like mm-hmm. she had a little tea. And she'd be like, mm, let's get deeper into that. And I could hear. Ding. He said some get out shit. He said some get out. Cry now. Ding. Like, it started to feel a little condescending. I'm not even going to hold you. I was like, I get it. Like, I get I get we in therapy, but you don't got to make it feel like we in therapy. Like, <laughs> I so can't funny. talk to you when you, you was just. really fighting like, it. <laughs> I couldn't get past that. Um, but what ended up helping was a wellness coach. Like, she wasn't a therapist, but she was a wellness coach. She was a life coach. And she was just amazing. Like she started talking about life as like these pillars that you got to fill, like in terms of like, you got like, how's your career? How's Mm -hmm. your money situation? How's your family? How's your friends? How's your love life? How's all of these things? Mm -hmm. And if these things are out of order, like I seen like life from that perspective, like started to be more therapy-ish and y'all, y'all are therapy for me. I realized the same boat, but yeah. Yeah. On a friend's tip, I'm always curious on like, how do you know when you could confide in like a friend versus... You know, I think this is something mm. I have to talk to a stranger about. Right? Cause your friends are pretty good, like supportive systems, you know? Um, so like for me personally, I think I've find a lot of comfort in being able to talk to friends mm. and being able to like handle my own stuff personally. But for, I guess, more personal or intimate details, I do enjoy having like somebody that I don't see regularly that mm. I get to talk about or having somebody that don't know all of my context, like all the time, yeah. being able to question something and seeing it in a new light, bringing a new perspective that allow mm-hmm. me to see it through, you know, cause that's what mm. they really there for. They're not there to tell you the answers. They're there to help you think about a situation differently. Yeah. Also in a lot of cases, your support system is the source of your, your, whatever you're going through. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and having that outside perspective gives you an opportunity to bounce that off of someone. Yeah, you, I, I've definitely been there, and uh, what's the what's the what's the word gaslighted myself mm-hmm. uh, about how it was that I was feeling? Because I was like, why would I feel this way if these are people that you know what I'm saying like I my chosen family or my you know birth mm-hmm. family, all this good stuff. Um, but yeah, one thing you said though really got to me, man. Like I really free free. I'm gonna say it free niggas from the shackles of corniness, and, like the notion <laughs> yeah, of corniness because yeah, that. Very real. Like that is that's yeah that's wild. It's vague that's and all encompassing sometimes, and it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You're not cool for nothing. Like what was, what was the corniness aspect? No, no, because when you were saying like, with the, with the tea, at first, like the tea people who yeah. ground themselves, people who got the like chakras and all that, all other that stuff. vibes and stuff. I, was, I always thought it was corny. Yeah, but then like I started meeting more people who did it, and I was mm-hmm. started loving more people who did it. And I'm like, whoa! Like you start seeing the value add that's just adding to their life. Yeah. Like these people are calm. Like mm-hmm. like some like some of the things they do in this lit. Like these tea stuff sometimes. Like tea calm you down sometimes. And now mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of tea. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. It's like it's like when you go out and you someone you 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 order a steak. You order like a steakhouse or something, and someone orders like well done. You know what I'm saying? You're just like. You gotta, you gotta try. try a little, more red. Little, red. <laughs> little more red, little more red, little more red. No, see, <laughs> okay, no. If you do, like well like, done, enjoy yourself. Y'all be shaking the enjoy table. That <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that rubber. Enjoy that rubber. Enjoy the rubber. Don't, don't choke on it too while you're there, bro. <laughs> and I, I'll say, even outside of corniness, um, it's um, for me, it wasn't like, oh, that's corny. It was more like, oh, that's 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 for white people. So like, mm-hmm. I, I learned that's not a good thing to do, um, just because you're one like. You're categorizing people's blackness. Yeah, there's a little flower running around. Yeah, That's why you see it. I thought I had it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you were saying white people. Yeah, it's corny. But yeah, 
you see, like, nah, that's not for us. That's for white people type of. Um, um, white people be on stuff sometimes. I mean, not everything now, but. Crocs uh, is fire. Yeah, Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Ooh, Birkenstocks go hard. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in this case, mental health. Mm-hmm. It's on to something. I don't like the, like, it's corny, but I, it's also like a, the appropriation meditation. Like Shavasana uh, and everything. Uh, and it's like a white woman doing Indian like yeah, phrases. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, nah, miss me with that. Or you never even an expert. You ain't never even I mean, been they, to New Delhi. They learn, and people do travel to like really take it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes like, it's cringy really to watch. Hours, but it, yeah, cringy. I don't like hearing it. I don't like the voices yeah. and all. So like my meditation is more like psych I listen to like psychologists or stuff. Mm-hmm. That like bring the psychology aspect and the mindfulness. That's a, it feels scientific instead of appropriation. I'm thinking of thinking of culture and like mental health. Though. If you notice, every culture has their own way of dealing with mental health already, though. Like mm-hmm. every culture. Like I even think about my culture in the village. Yeah, there's no psychiatry department. But if you look at people's lifestyles, like it's made to be chill. Like I like the priorities aren't on what's next. Like you meet anyone in my village, they'll stop and talk to you for like 20, 30 minutes. Like you go to anybody's house, they'll sit down and they'll eat for hours on end and they talk and they relax. If you meet the way that people just live, they sit on their porch and they look out and they just hang out. They yeah. just look out and they, they see grandchildren playing around. Like everyone lives together. Like that lifestyle already like gives itself to like such great mental health that like those are the mental health practices like built into the culture. Um, so like every culture has their way of like practicing mental health. And people will tell you like maybe you're not hanging out with family enough. Like that's big little cultural elements mm-hmm. that might signal uh, mental health yeah. problems. Or when we saw, when we travel and like met people who like lived on an island, Gary's Island. Yeah. Like, they definitely Ooh, they are chill. <laughs> chill. They're really cool. For yeah. context, from twelve to two, you can't go to any establishment because oh, everyone wow. is either at home napping or eating, mm-hmm. or both. I think what that would do. Isn't it like that mental. in Italy too? Mm-hmm. Huh? Italy too. Uh, I think they just had longer lunch breaks, but it wasn't uh, like in particular, like anything particular. They do close early though. People do uh, value like sleep a lot there. I remember in France, there's like a 30, 35 hour work week. Already, so the work week is already small. Like, all your major needs are taken care of through your taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't pay for health insurance because you will be taken care of. All that, that eases you. Like, that yeah. eases your and mental. And the French love vacationing, too. Oh like, God. they, That's like, a, once they turn their joint in, like, they last <laughs> week, they out of there. Like, <laughs> I think their summers are, like, not longer per se, but they just mm-hmm. all the time be traveling. Oh, that is very true. Because mm-hmm. Colombia does the same thing. There's, oh. there's a, you know how we got, like, Memorial Day and it's, like, three months and we got, mm-hmm. like, another three-day weekend? It's a three day weekend, like every two three weeks. Everything, see, mm. like super, yeah. like es feriado. That's that's the word. Es feriado. <laughs> Why? What's the, what's the occasion? El sol. I love that. What yo. the sun? I love that. What? That's kind of the case for all year school around school. Like, imagine if like elementary, middle school, high school that was all year, but like you'll have you know two week breaks every month. Hmm. Like instead of one big summer, oh, break chunk, yeah. you chunk it up throughout the year. And it not only keeps you engaged throughout the whole year, but it gives you these breaks. Yeah, teachers you know? probably love that. I feel like the alternate having us, you know, work really hard for 10 weeks talking about the quarter system yeah, and quarter then system get a week break. Like we, you know, push ourselves to the brink and then we live for vacation, you know, mm-hmm. and then you back to it. Mm-hmm. Vacation is never long again. enough. That's yeah, the American. Nah, yeah, American. I mean, it's like that with full time too, or at least like that's how I use full time. I work, you know, pretty consistent. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I have a good balance throughout the case, but then, you know, using vacation as like, okay, 
this is this is my self care times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's a day or a a, a segment of them, mm-hmm. like appropriately using that to be able to recharge and then come back. This might be a, a stretch of a tangent, but I think I like the the more I became aware. Mental health flash. I think my mental health is definitely solidified with my politics and like my liberal beliefs and core, like what I want. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if we disagree on some of this stuff, but like, like that's why I'm a big proponent. Like healthcare for all, big fan of that. Big fan of any type of policy that makes people lives a bit more chill. Like promoting like hard work as like merit, that is dangerous, bro. But then, and then, and if you do like, if you read any surveys on the happiest countries in the world, they're the most chillest ones. Happiest countries in the world are Costa Rica and Switzerland. And those are like the most like, like liberal places in terms of like, you have a kid, you're going to get like six months off and the government's going to take care of it. Yeah, it might sound like to some Republican or some welfare baby, whatever. No, it's like that. Those people end up happier. Like at the end of the day, it's like quality of life. Like that, I think that matters more than mm-hmm. how much change you get to keep after you got taxed or whatever. Yeah. Health as well. I, I yeah. think it's, it's tough. It's ingrained in American, like America's known as that country yeah. where the grind doesn't stop. We're literally no, known to be the, there was like a Ford commercial about it where they were like, no, seriously, people were like, they talked country. about this for weeks because it's like, this ex- commercial is the perfect example of why America's struggling. Not struggling, but like, why it's in this position right now. It was just a homie, he was in the office like, for like 90 hours, he was just grinding, 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 grinding. And then the Ford was outside, it was like, this is the way, you know, we take breaks. And he got in the Ford and was happy and relaxed. People were like, yo, he was just like killing himself <laughs> like earlier, like 30 seconds ago. Like he did not go home. Like, <laughs> like you feel me? It really reminds <laughs> yeah. me of like industry. You feel me? The, there's yeah, a show on HBO called HBO Industry. Movie. There was a part, yeah. like the first episode was crazy because homies was just sleeping in the office. Like would yeah. not, you feel me, go home just to like always keep up that grind. You feel me? And, you know, I'm just, I'm just... Once again, not happy about the pandemic and its outcomes and what it's going through, but mm. happy of the restructuring that it's causing in this country. Because now companies are starting to take things like, yo, your happiness, your mm. battery, you feel me, yeah. your ability to recharge. Okay, maybe we should like slow down a little bit. Give you a 90 hour work week isn't practical. You feel me? And hopefully. 90 hours crazy. OD. I, I, can't, I can't even fathom it. Bruh. Well, I can. But like, you know what I mean. I won't be happy. <laughs> That's wild, man. Any last thoughts on mental health? Then we can end with a closer. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health, please consult a a, a therapist. Mm-hmm. There's also there's or also a trained uh, professional. I think it's about to provide <laughs> yeah. a number. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna see a number up there. So what number is you about to read? No, but usually when people do that quote, they have a list of mental health therapists. Yeah. Like, but he just said, uh, 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 therapist. <laughs> So you could definitely hit up Crisis Text Line. Yes, uh, yes. Crisis Text Line is like a free service. Just Google it. Um, you get connected right away with like a trained uh, counselor that'll help you get like deescalated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also for folks that may have trouble right now accessing um, mental health help, there's this uh, app platform company, I guess called uh, Talkspace that has rates as low as $60 a month, Ooh. which can be a lot. I will be honest. Um, but if you like, if you have the means or you can make it happen, like that's definitely like, once again, like mental health, investing in that, that's productive. Mm. Uh, you get access to a therapist at all, at all time during the week. You can text them, email them, all this stuff, and then have video chats. And the best part about it is you can, if you're not feeling that one, go back into the hopper, find another one that you might mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. like mess with. Mm-hmm. And, 
a quick plug for I love the app Headspace. Like that that one helped me get into mindfulness and the meditation, but in like in a way I liked. Like I listened to that and I actually feel good. It costs like ten dollars a year for like students. Really good app. It's like clean, it's concise, it's like you have some stuff for one minute, stuff for five minutes, stuff for ten minutes. Um I think that made me a lot more, you know, tranquilo. It made me a lot more like tranquilo. chill. It made me a lot more aware of my thoughts and when my mind is racing and stuff. True. For building um up habits, I was a big fan of a of an app that I actually got on an Instagram um ad called fabulous fabulous journey mm. and it's like it's, it's a really cool experience like ui is sensational um <laughs> sensational. but it'll allow you to like configure it and get these reminders being like oh every morning i want to be you know be sure to journal or i mm. want to make sure i cook myself a full breakfast and you could kind of track if you don't have like a calendar on your wall you could track to see how many days you've kind of been consistent with it mm. it's really good for habit building atomic habits they are Nah, little cool. by little every day I would also um, suggest journaling um, I was looking for um, what's his name Ben's like journaling app, app but um, I don't I think he pulled it off the app stores for now but like journaling whether it's through an app whether it's through you feel me on a piece of paper can be also very therapeutic as well you feel me just taking time to um, to do that write stuff down document like you feel me I think it's it's chill and it's very helpful you feel me Yes, sir. Also, uh, another way I benefit or like another way that helps me out, um, I'll say podcast. Speaking of podcast, the Breathing Room podcast. <laughs> you know I mean? This is crazy. Definitely. Like, give that a listen. Big shout out to Tiara, Bianca, and Daryl um, for their podcast, The Breathing Room. Like, I listened. Mm-hmm. I listened and I love the episode so much. And it really helped me like think about my health journey um, and think critically about it. And I think um, their advice there was key. Also seeing them go through uh, their health journeys is very inspiring. It makes you want to like, you know, dang, I want to start paying attention more to this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also feel like the general vibe of that whole podcast is we thought this through. Like yeah. the the launch, yeah. The just, just they, the, they the little the, quotes, the IG. I was matchup. like, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, this is I'm I'm tuning mm -hmm. in. I'm tuning in for sure. Big facts. Found them on any DSPs. Mm -hmm. I listen to them on Spotify. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am with that. Any last thoughts, gentlemen? Mental health is wealth. It Facts. is. Do something you me? for your mental. Word. Yeah. What's the challenge for the week, y'all? Yeah, so this week, uh, we're going to challenge y'all to write down five things that make you relax, make you feel at home, grounded, chakras, all that good stuff. And then just commit to doing one. Just one thing on that list this Uno. week. Uno. Solamente uno. And if you feel so inclined, tag us. You know, we like to see it happen. We'll try to try to be a little transparent this week too about some of the steps we're taking. Absolutely. Feel me? Indubitably. So I hope those those things that you listed off, those five things to call me will help you relax. You feel me? So we're gonna we're gonna run up with our next track. Um, relax by OK Coleman. You feel me? Big shout out to that man. Big shout out to that man. You feel me? UCLA, hold it down. You already know the vibes. Up next, Where did she want me to go? Yeah, yeah. All the way. She told me nobody home. I don't think I don't go for one. She made me feel like I was gonna say drama. 
Are you trying to do like an engagement thing? I'm with a pretty little